Hello, it's episode 13 of Where Did It All Go Right? This week's guest is the rather brilliant actress Kate Fleetwood. Now what's a bit weird is that we were in a county youth orchestra too many years ago to remember. We spent many a Sunday together, she was on viola, I was on cello and it was really really lovely to see her again at a rather swanky hotel in London. Now you will have seen Kate in loads of things, Um, she's been on stage, TV, film, Uh, most recently she is in series 3 of Victoria as Princess Theodora. She's also been Tony and Olivier Award nominated. Nominated, I know. And uh, she's had parts in Harry Potter and Les Miserables. And we talk about that and more over some quite interesting cafe background music, which got progressively louder as the podcast went on. Enjoy. Oh, well, Kate's lovely to see you. Thank you very much. And um, I keep seeing your tweets. There's lots going on with your life at the moment, uh, with Victoria and, and other productions. Are you actually filming at the moment? Um, yeah, I was filming this morning. What yeah. were you filming this I'm morning? I'm filming um, the third series of Harlots. And how's it going? It's been my second day today. Um, a completely new crew, which is always nice, because it's lots of new faces and a lot of new characters. And um, it's a show that's based in 18th century Soho, and it's about two warring brothels. And I play... Nancy Birch, who's a dominatrix, and uh, with a heart of gold. And uh, Do you find that now that you're very much on the telly, that you get recognised as you walk down the street? Not, well, you play lots of characters. Well, they I play suppose. lots of different characters. Yeah. So, and Victoria hasn't come out yet, so that will come out in a few weeks, I think. I'm not sure exactly what the, the airing date is. But you've been in so much stuff that surely when you walk down the street... What happens is that people walk past me and they sort of loiter a teeny bit sort of cross their eyes, squint a bit and go, I think I know that person. But because I'm not very famous, they probably think, no, no, I don't. So how I have that sort of level. Yeah, so people sort of quizzically look at me and then walk past. So um, we go back quite a long way from yes, playing musical instruments yeah. in, in Warwickshire. But, yeah. And I know that you did a lot of work at the, um, the RSC. And as I, a child, As actually. a child, yeah. yeah. I did, yeah. So you did a lot of work as a child at the RSC and then you, you went to university and did the traditional drama degree so I was interested yeah. why you decided to do that because I suppose some actors go well I'm going to just go for it without doing doing the degree what made you or go? go to drama school yeah. would be the normal yeah. route well the truth about that is that I was when I was working at the RSC as a child actor all the actors I worked with suggested said don't go to drama school <laughs> why? I think they thought it was too restricting restrictive as a performer I I wasn't old enough or wise enough to question it at the time I was just desperate to do it so I was just taking all the advice I could get in Ghana and I suppose your parents as well um, probably thought a degree it's good absolutely absolutely they thought just in case yeah and the other side of it was more financial we didn't have much money and so going to university at that time you didn't have to pay fees, did you? Mm. Um, and going to drama school was a highly, highly expensive uh, mm. pursuit. Mm. It was quite depressing, actually, because I worked a lot in Stratford. As you know, we did a lot of music in the county. The, the Warwickshire got a lot of money from the arts just by, absolute, by the fact that they, Stratford was in Warwickshire. And so they got a lot of money from, the, from the tourism because of Shakespeare, parking. Etc. <laughs> but they wouldn't pay for anybody. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't support art students in either music or drama. 
And so the idea, there was no chance I was going to get funded by, this, by the um, county. So you made that ironic, decision. Yes. actually, considering how much money they were raking in because of art. Yeah, because that, of the arts. That's and really interesting. Yeah, actually. folks found it really infuriating. Yeah. I thought, gosh, that's that's not that's really back to front. So um, you went the cheaper option. So in I way. Just sort of did it because it was cheaper. <laughs> but yeah. it was looking back, was that a good decision to make? It was a bit of a cure at Seg actually, because what it meant was that I wasn't wrapped up in the business side of it, which I think you can get quite easily wrapped up in it at, you know, at drama school because it, it, it's fo- very vocational and focused on this is how you get an agent, this is what you need, and you need to fill the gap in your teeth, and you need to do these things to be have sort of a business eye on it. I was kind of ignorant of all those things, which sort of blissful ignorance, so I didn't get wound up by those things. So that was a good thing. B... I had a really broad church of um, knowledge about mm. theatre, making mm. theatre makers, practitioners, history. And so it wasn't vocational, but it was very practical. So we were doing a lot of running around and hugging trees, and Exeter Drama Department was famously kind of left, well, sort of quite everything was rather left field, and we were doing, we were doing a lot of puppetry and, <laughs> and mask work and um, <laughs> devised pieces and so but you enjoyed the mask work I very much enjoyed the no theatre that I immersed myself into in Comedia dell'arte so I, I guess yeah I wasn't sort of bothered if you like I wasn't worried by the business side of it mm. and so I was sort of immersed in this making theatre but I secretly wanted to be a mainstream actress and I had to keep that kind of under my belt at Exeter so when you graduated, you suddenly unleashed the belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ran to the hills. Oh, no, I had to keep. Well, I had to keep it really quiet that I wanted because it wasn't de rigueur to want to be like just a mainstream actress and maybe even go back to the RSC and play like Juliet or something. Uh, you know, it was more more likely they would be sort of um, interested in you having your own theatre company or teaching, going, teaching, or going to prisons and example, using or using prison. the, yeah, or, or going to prison. <laughs> yeah. So I kept it very quiet, but my tutors all knew that's what I wanted to do. But we never made plays, we would just do scenes from or devised pieces, and so it was very unusual to ever do a production. And if we did, they were called sharings, and they weren't performances as as it were. But I had been very lucky that a director from the Oxford Stage Company, as it was named then, uh, called John Metallic, had come to Exeter because he was interested in a piece that we were doing and the practice of it which is Commedia dell'arte and he was interested in this practitioner who'd come over from Italy so it was in my first year and he came to see which is very unusual for anyone to schlep it all the way to Exeter yeah. no you know agents would come no casting directors nothing like that was that so luck that was, or was that, that was why pure coincidence because he wanted to make Commedia dell'arte show he wanted to program a Commedia dell'arte show for Oxford Stage Company and he'd heard at Exeter there was this practitioner from Italy who was teaching the students. Okay. So he came to our sharing and, um, and sent me a message afterwards saying he'd like to work with me. I bet um, that was amazing when you got that message. And I didn't really click, I didn't understand the relevance of it. I just remember thinking, oh, well, I'm doing my degree and I don't really know who you are. And I don't know how all that, like I say, I was really ignorant mm. about, even though I professionally worked as a child, I had no idea about that stuff as a as a Mm. 18-year-old and so I sort of forgot about it and uh, yeah well yeah I was pleased but I didn't think much of it Um, and then did you forget about it for two years? I did totally forgot about it (laughs) and then two years later I got a phone call and it I was 
filling out my form and it the cold the cold shiver was arrived which was I realized that I wasn't going to get anywhere with my degree <laughs> and then I was going to have to go to drama school and I was going to have to go to Webber Douglas for a year or something and to spend some, and money, spend some money on it and that and three years might and I was like oh, oh no. god what am I going to do and I've been so foolish I haven't thought about this properly and sort of no word of a lie I was literally looking at the application form and the phone went in my 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 shared house and they said oh Hello, it's the uh, it's the receptionist from from you know drama department, and I've got I've got a message from you from John Ritalik of the Oxford Stage Company, and um, he'd like you to go and audition. So I got all the bits and bobs together, and I went to London to audition for his production of Romeo and Juliet. And I remember really vividly, and I did the audition, and it's still in doing my course. And he said. I think you need to finish your course, but I'll definitely work with you when you finish one day, but I don't think this is right yet, because you, you'd have to come out of university for it. That and was I, thoughtful, although were you slightly crushed because well, you were I was kind a of... Bit cru- no, but actually the truth of that is that I said, but do you think I should be an actor? And he said, yes, I do. And I remember going from Hammersmith, I met him at the Riverside Studios, and I had to get back to Paddington to get to Exeter. And it literally drained all my money getting there and back. I mean, overdraft central just to go for the audition. And I remember phoning my dad on a payphone saying, I've just had an audition and the director's not going to use me, but he does, he's mandated, <laughs> sanctioned that I should do this. It's okay, the, the green I, light is go. Well, so much so, the green light, apropos right because I then ran into the street I was so excited that someone said some professional and I was 18 um, and I wasn't just a kid actor well, yeah no you should do it it was like yeah. felt like an adult reaction and I ran and I said to somebody on Star Street outside Paddington do you know where there's any green greenery I just need to go and be in just in a park or something really? and I, yeah and I found this little park and I laid under a tree and was just so happy that Aww. someone had sanctioned it yeah. and then I went back to uh, university and then again didn't think anything of it and then again they phoned when it was in the middle of my finals and he said will you come talk to us for an audition for this comedy show we're doing and I went for the audition and then I went back to Exeter again and I was doing my finals that week sitting my finals and uh, I had the audition and they phoned and they said we want you to come back for a recall and I said I can't come back for the recall because I'm sitting my exams tomorrow and they said okay you've got the job <laughs> which is really oh, amazing lovely. It, may, it really is and it's and just a lovely yeah. end to, to yeah. a degree it was like right well I, I did make really a right lucky decision because yeah. yeah because I know a lot of people you know struggled to get any work after college and and so I went to London with my friends and I worked in lots of peaks areas and I did lots of all sorts of jobs and continued to do that for years afterwards actually um, but I had a job to go to mm. um, touring with the Oxford Stage Company which was a great start and then I stayed with that company for three years and I was on the road for three years when I left university and paying off my overdraft subletting my room and just getting money in getting, the bank, though. Yeah, a bit. A, regular, a but regular Yeah, work. just to cover me. Yeah. And then I stopped and um, went back to waitressing in London. And, <laughs> and actually, I did a show on tour that my husband saw me in. And then he called me in for an audition the following year. And that's where we met. And then he took over the Oxford Stage Company so and it, renamed it Headlong. Whole circle. Yes. I could talk to you for about three hours because mm-hmm. it's... So- 
No, it's quite. It's got a little bit of poetry to it. Yeah. Because who knows? You, I could have gone to drama school and and nothing would have happened. No. I could have been crushed by the whole experience. And then just. But the the other thing about it was that actually. As well, there was lots of really, lots of really good things about it. Actually, it was a bit of a drag not going to drama school. Because do, do you regret that then? There are days, not anymore, but there were in my early years because I didn't have an agent. I didn't know about. I didn't know about anything. So no casting directors knew me for years because I was getting work, and I managed to get an agent in the end. But no casting directors were interested because I'd never in those early days. How does that work then? So people like me have no, got no clue about life as an actor so ad, ad, imagine that you've just left drama school is that when you then have you shows have get, yeah. and you have to, how do you get showcase you get an agent will go along to showcase right. and, you so know, and they'll always be the hot kids and for someone and like you they'll be then, fighting for them for the same age. but I could have been completely passed over because I had a very unusual look as a young actress you mean those high cheekbones my massive weird face <laughs> <laughs> And, um, I wouldn't. And I, I wouldn't describe it as a massive <laughs> win. <laughs> but that, do they go for certain looks? Is that what you well, mean? Well, it, you know, this is the thing I was talking to someone about this not long ago, and you know, it goes in and out. There's vogue for different looks, and and now, which is a brilliant side of it, is the diversity issue is really you know important and has been addressed. Was starting to be properly addressed, and so so you know, a lot of actors from different backgrounds are being considered for roles now that they wouldn't have 20 years ago. Um, and you know all power and that needs to continue and move and, and, and move on continue it's not it's not it's not properly dealt with yet but it will you know it's been addressed but when I was young you know everyone just had to look like Helena Bonham Carter and pretty and little and sort of delicate that was the thing and, and I just looked a bit like sort of angular and and slightly and I didn't I had this massive gap in my teeth and it wasn't until I started to realised that I was never going to work on screen unless I sort of filled my gap in, which I did. Oh, I love your gap in your teeth. Well, there's still a little bit there, but but I filled most of it in with dental stuff. Because of Because you just wasn't getting work. Overnight, I was being seen for TV, and I I finally got a TV job literally the week after I got my teeth filled. (laughs) It's like, that that was a good decision. It's really simple stuff. Oh, God, I wish I'd done that a long time ago. It's hard Um, work, though, because you're trying to be just a good actor. You just want to be yourself. Yeah. and you'd be a good actor and not yeah so you have to make these little decisions and calibrate who you know try not to calibrate too much who you are but you have to understand that it is a business and you do have a particular look mm. and you may not be right mm. for something and, and you talk <clears> about how there were times when you were waitressing oh loads that went well, on for years well, but, but, cleaner <laughs> so what kept you going was it that guy that said to you from the the Oxford company you can be an actor. Was it because you've got to have some sort of self-belief? Because a lot of yeah. people would be like, "Well, I'm giving up. I'm going to go and do." Oh, there were else. definitely times where I was going to give up. Definitely. So, what kept you going then? J- t- total, just dogged faith. It's going to keep going. Is that from you or from your friends and your family and your husband? Oh, well, you know, lots of support, lots of encouragement, but also just inside thinking, "Well, a, I don't know what else I'll do," which is kind of an obvious answer. But, but just believing just that this is what I'm meant to do. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have huge amounts of self-doubt and worry and you know critique self-critique about stuff but I, I just and also I love it so much I love being in a rehearsal room I love making characters I love collaborating and and so I'd miss it I'd miss it I, you've got to do it it's physical well yes it is I was going to ask you about that because yeah. um, I imagine more so on the stage than yeah 
but though that's changing a bit actually okay. I'm more I'm enjoying more working on screen than, you know it's a different technique completely but it's I mean but you, it's still a build of a character yeah and you thrust yourself into it when you're yeah, on the stage yeah do you you must have to go like go to the gym to sort of uh, well no when you're you... on stage you don't have to ever go to no, the gym because the gym is the stage but beforehand yeah you've got to keep fit yeah and yeah. eat well and eat well sleep and well and always stay the same size so you get into the same costumes <laughs> <laughs> So a really, really physical job. But yeah, really physical. What was the, the point, which role do you think it was that you got and you thought, I think I could do this as a regular job and I might I can, I can give up the waitressing and this is my career? Well, you never give up the waitressing until you can pay your, you know, until you're making enough money to cover yourself. You know, you're, I, was, I was doing really great jobs and still having to waitress in between. Yeah. But was there a particular time when you thought... I can, I, I can I, sustain, yeah. I don't have to waitress anymore. And I don't have to um, go to Matt Beth. Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, so once I'd done Macbeth, I was... That's except, I mean, I was having to save money because after Macbeth, and I was doing that, I'd done that on Broadway and I got nominated for a Tony. Yeah, and I then I had say, that's a massive thing. Yeah, and, and it wasn't leap. until then. Yeah, no, no, I was always doing loads of other stuff. Yeah. Loads of waitressing, teaching. Yeah, yeah no, um... I was always working when I wasn't working. Mm. Um, so it was not until you got on Broadway, you got yeah, nominated. and I was like, oh, I can probably, okay. As long as I'm paying, if I'm paying tax, then I must be doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. You know, like, yeah. I'm not, oh, I don't have to pay because I'm under the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. under the, yeah. the allowance. Yeah. <laughs> Once I got over the allowance, I was like, oh. This is good. Oh, my, for 8,000 pounds. <laughs> I can pay tax. That means I'm a success. <laughs> And, um, and do, did you struggle a little bit? Because I read a, uh, an article that you'd done that you said that with your husband working in theatre, because you worked with him, and yeah. did you ever think, oh, people are going to think this whole... Or did you? What do you, people are going to think? What are they going to think? Yeah. I mean, hopefully I, I'd answer my critics, but I hopefully they would look at the work and judge it from that. And if they still make that decision and that conclusion, that's fine. But people are going to think what they're going to think. And... You know, we met working together and we worked together since then and I've worked with a lot of other people than him, as well as him so hopefully that's... And well the theatre you know, world is relatively quite small isn't it? So yeah. if you kind of have a bad reputation people start hearing about people it. People do, yeah, people so, do know about your reputation. Cause it, so it's, yeah. it's not just about, I mean obviously it's about being a great actor but I assume you've got to be good to work with as well. Well that's the, that's the thing and you only want to work with people who can be nice to work with and collaborate and yeah and people people talk you know and so, so which is good because it keeps everyone being you know courteous and generous and respectful and, and that's the way it should be mm-hmm. but just going back to it I mean I was on Broadway got Tony nominated and I didn't get an audition for a year. Because I was going to say to you, surely so a nomination no, nothing's opens doors. You know, no, no, it doesn't. You know, you have to accept. You have to, you know. When I mean, interestingly, where did it all go right? It's it's hard to answer that because it doesn't ever feel that. It it always feels like working. Well, now's good. Okay, don't know what that means for the future, but I just have to accept what is here now, and that's good. And if that makes it right that's right but you can't you can't project and say well there it is you know I've painted the seven bridge it's finished it is it is a cyclical thing so you can have really great success and then nothing and then but you have to keep the you know mentally it's it's not only is it really physical job and it's taxing psychologically when you're playing certain parts etc but but you have to have 
mental stamina to deal with the things that it makes you feel. Mm. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday who's quite famous, and I said, what's the worst thing you... I play this game, which is like, what's the worst thing you would hate to overhear about yourself at a door? And mine would always be like, she's she's a bit dull. (laughs) That would really kill me. Or like, she's a bit smelly. That would really kill me. And this famous person said to me yesterday, I feel like everyone's always saying nasty things about me because I'm famous. Oh. You know, you, you know, and I said, oh my God, of course, that's probably true, isn't it? Yeah. That you're always hearing things you don't want to hear about yourself. Mm. You're always being judged in a way you don't want to be judged. Because you can't shut yourself off, off from it, can you? I know, and so there's, that, that takes a lot of mental strength mm. Um, mm. to deal with that stuff mm. and accept it and mm. just, you know, be gracious about that. And, and you have to be mentally strong to go on stage every night. So when you're on Broadway... I mean, that must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. But yeah, yeah but I'd done the show like before I got hit Broadway with it. I'd already done two hundred performances so of it. So that takes a different type of mental mm, strength, doesn't yeah, it? To sort yeah, yeah. Well, you start when you do. I mean, all actors will tell you when you do a long run of something, then you know you start pulling and drawing on different memories and the things that are going to work that night you know you're like oh my god I think I've run out of and so you start looking at the paper going well is there something I can draw on that you know is going to trigger that place I mean but I know I'm not a particularly methody actor okay you know and and so it's physically exhausting (laughs) it's it's quite mentally exhausting and how on earth do you then come back off stage and say right and the kids are like right yeah yeah, well I'm really really straightforward about that I tend not I mean I'm not kind of, I need to be alone or anything. I just get on the tube and go home, getting, you know, and, and up for the school run, you know. That's you pretty amazing, though. Well, the doctors do that and teachers do that and surgeons do that. And, they do. you know, everyone does, you know, you've just got to crack on, haven't you? You can't wallow in it. Mm. So you do get affected by what you, like anyone in, in a job. You, and the effects can are quite deep, but you learn to manage them. So depending on the role you're playing, you know, some some roles will be physically hard. So if you're in a musical, yeah, it's physically really demanding. Eight shows a week of that, and you know, you're never going to be fitter than that. Um, you know, you're sort of come in, it's fine, because I look really fit. <laughs> um, sorry, you're decent. Well, the dresser will say you're decent. You go, doesn't matter. I look, I look I'm amazing. Because <laughs> you're never going to be that fit. In fact, doing Strictly Come Dancing. You're never... Yeah, exactly. Those contestants must be like, I am ripped. <laughs> and then it all dribbles back. Oh, so you have to do a musical every, yeah, every year Yeah, that's what you think. So. If I really, really want to get fit, I have to do a musical. Um, so that's a physical thing. So you wake up the next morning and you get the kids to school and do the laundry and make sure the food's in the house and make something for tea because you may not be there because you've got a matinee and you've got a hundred other things you're doing as a mum. But you're physically calcified by the the adrenaline actually is the thing that will get you um, but also I quite fi- find that sometimes if you were if you think about if you were doing a show and you were single and you were just thinking about yourself oh. it gets very intense in a yeah. way oh it's good for that it's, the children are quite good <coughs> that, aren't they yeah they're really good and, and that applies to not getting work as well so if you really <laughs> yes. really really you know you really 
coveting a job and you've had an audition they say oh yes no we really, really like you and you're down to the last two and you go wow maybe this is the life-changing job that's going to pay for everything or make me feel this or it'll open that door whatever and you kind of imagine getting those jobs and you get really close to them but at the same time you're going how's it going to work? I mean, how am I going to go to South Africa for, you know, nine months a year? And then you start or, panicking. Oh, God, oh, Mind God, going a hundred miles an hour. Oh, God, oh, God, how's it going to work? How are the logistics going to work? And then you get your phone call going, no, nah, it went the other way. And you go, that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, that's absolutely fine. You know, because I've got my real life to deal yeah. with. Um, not, that, have, not that work's not real. But. Have there been roles, though, like a role where you were very, very close and just think, oh, I really, what, can you tell us one that you was like... Oh, there's been too many. Oh. There's been too many, and too I, I don't... Yeah. Okay. Actually, they used to be painful. They're not painful anymore, because you just go... Because that's the other thing about this game, is that someone else's, like, major success that you nearly got may not work out for you, may not have worked the same for you. Yeah. You've got to you be know. very pragmatic about it. You just it. go, well, yeah. hmm, you know, that's just, that's that's fine. That's someone else's success. That's great. And, and try and mentally do some mental aerobics to deal with yeah. that. But I, I so l- that's what I mean about the mental strain of it. You have to be really strong about going, no, this is okay. This is okay. But then some parts are mentally draining. So where you may not feel so physically drained the next morning, you have to psychologically unfurl how do you psychologically just unfurl give it apart time. from doing the washing yeah we just do the washing and listen to woman's hour yeah <laughs> it's perfect perfect <laughs> and uh, and tell us a little bit about um because i think i nearly fell off my chair when i was in les mis and it's like there's there's Kate. oh yeah fantastic <laughs> role in, in les miserables but things little, like little i'm always really small parts in massive films but you know <laughs> it it was right in the whole screen and it just was a fabulous well for me I just thought it was a fabulous it's a fabulous it's a nice film. scene that isn't yeah. it? it's a good scene things like that then so what happens do you get a call and then you go to an audition or, yeah. yeah I mean I very rarely get offered okay I mean I think I've been in my life offered three jobs I mean I always audition for my husband I mean I never you know that's yeah, he's really tough on me, I have to say. He's probably triple tough. tough. Yeah, really yeah, of tough. Course. Um, so do you do you remember uh, the audition for Limits? Yeah, because I tell you what happened there was I did a I did a musical at the National called London Road, which is a really amazing musical. And you got nominated again. I did, I did got nominated yeah. for Olivier for that. Um, but still phone calls after that? Because you said after well, the Well, would you like Broadway? to come and audition for Limits? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because you can we've heard on the grapevine you can sing. <laughs> Because sometimes that happens. Then. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, that is what happened. Yeah. The casting director, um, brilliant casting director, Nina Gold, she'd seen me in London Road. She didn't know I could sing. And I always thought that was... I did used to sing a lot as a child. And, um, and my sister's a musician, and we were, you know, fellow musicians. And I was always doing music as a kid. And always doing musicals as a child. And then... And I was an actor muso for years where I was always getting my violin out my viola out and, and then I sort of said I've got to not be an actor muso um, someone once said they didn't want to be an actor muso anymore because they were sick and tired of not being lit on stage <laughs> which kind of describes it really well so for years I was really handy person to have in a cast you know because I could sing I could sort of do funny voices um, I'm a quite physical actor and I could play instruments and so I was just like a really useful person to have in a company useful and so and then I sort of thought I'm going to have to I'm going to have to knock that on the head if I want to play the parts I want to yeah. play yeah but then the composer of London Road who I've known for a long time knew I could sing because often 
Shakespearean roles will call for a song. So Desdemona sings a song, um, and who else? Lots of lots. There will always be a, a ditty or something during a Shakespeare play, and so often I would be called on to do the singing. So the composer, brilliant Adam Cork, knew I could sing, so he asked me to do the workshops of London Road, and so that and that was a brilliant, wonderful show, really uh, amazing and life-changing in lots of ways. Um, Again, and, and very rarely do you do shows that you... you th- I thought Macbeth would be, OK, this is going to be the best it is. And it really was. So when London Road became a very big success as well, and similarly, a nice, a lovely group of people who didn't expect it, I couldn't believe it was happening again. This sort of like, oh, wow, another... I'm in this amazing show, another amazing show. I'm so lucky. But the casting directors all went, oh, Kate can sing. So then I was asked to go and audition. I just did a mass. I was just with loads of people auditioning. You know, it wasn't special. And then they, yeah, they, that's how I got it. Just audition like everybody just else. Like, I've, always, I've just always wondered. It's just really like interesting to everybody else. And, and, and with things like Star Wars, surely your son must have been absolutely just amazed. Yeah. The yeah, fact he that he's marked. Surely wasn't that bothered no. actually. Because my son knows all about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know about that." Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the same casting director. That's Nina. Yeah. Oh, okay. And actually, I auditioned for a larger part, and um, and they are really, really those those kind of films. Because also, I similarly for Le Mi- for Harry Potter, so I'm in that as yeah. well. And um, in fact, my daughter's in that because I'm seven months pregnant in that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know it at the time. She didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and she's a big Harry Potter freak, so she's so she's like that's that. like yeah, she's in Deathly Hallows made. Part One. Oh, amazing. Um, no, Nina, so I went audition, and they, for an audition like that, you know, they, the scripts are so confidential, and they don't tell you what part you're going for, and... Do they tell you it's Harry Potter? That was different, <laughs> that, that was slightly less intense, actually, but Star Wars was really, so you go to the audition, they go, yeah, they're sort of looking for, you know, strong, that's what I always get, strong, <laughs> just a strong woman, because <laughs> I've got dark hair, and cheekbones or something They're like that's strong <laughs> so you go in for something like that and they say come at two but you haven't got a script and then you go into a room and then they take the script out of a safe and they hand it to you and it's not really the script of the film okay. it's maybe a different film with a similar character in it and it's like, very cloak and dagger right how you get okay and then they give you the pages and they say go into that room and learn it and when you're ready, knock on the door and come in and do it. So, so you go four in. days later? No, because it's not that much. <laughs> and then you have to give, you know, you're signing everything so you haven't, you know, and they take your phone away from you because you can't photograph anything. And, it. and then you hear back three weeks later that they loved you. They loved you. And that, that yeah, they were really excited. And then two weeks later they go, uh, they've completely changed their... Um, idea for the role it's not going to be you but can you be in it anyway and you go oh all right then. and they go you go what and they go we're not going to tell you till you get there and you get there and go oh right I'm doing this and then you get on the set and you haven't even been given your lines yet and you're in front of the camera and then they hand you some lines which you then miraculously you go, have to oh my god <laughs> it's the most stressful thing I've ever done I think, I, and it was only three lines but that's but more stressful than going on stressful. Broadway surely oh yeah yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, then went back to my trailer and Googled how to give up acting. <laughs> Literally, that is not a joke. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I can't do this if it's like this. I can't, it's too stressful. <laughs> well, I suppose then you think I'm not going to do anything like that again, maybe. Yeah, and then but it all comes along and you go, oh, actually, it was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Oh, it's so up and down. Yeah, isn't totally. It? Yeah. Totally up and down. 
But so where did it way, all go right it, and wrong and right again? And then maybe okay. where did it all go okay today? Where, where did it all go mysterious? Yeah, and then it all, yeah, and then it sort of plateaus out. And who knows? You know, I'm in a nice run at the moment of work. But you I are. finished Charlotte's and I was doing Victoria all last year. I think I remember you saying because it must be fun doing. You were doing archery in a corset. That's right. That yeah. must be good. Fun. And that was again like uh, here's a here's a bow and here's a man. He's going to teach you how to do it, and then we're going to shoot it. <laughs> Literally. And, you're going to shoot it. <laughs> and Jenna and I were like, we're going to like keep this side up. We're not going to muck this up. And so um, you get to yeah, do some quite, really interesting I, things. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. And between times as well, you get the voiceovers as well because it's not many jobs where you can be a voice of, of the num tums, which you've oh, done. Oh yeah. Um, and, and a lot of actors do that. Yeah. You know, rather than say waitress. Well, that's instead of waitress. Yeah. Then. Yeah. But it's yeah. slightly better pay. Does a little, little, little pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and I started doing documentaries, actually, which okay. has been really nice. So I did The House of Assad. That was recently. That was really interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do lots of silly voices. Yeah, good. lots of silly voices. Cult, yeah, playing naughty koala bears or lots of, I like, accents. And um, Do you read your kids in funny voices? Well, yeah. maybe they're getting a bit yeah. older now, but you yeah. could practice. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's like, don't do the voices. <laughs> don't do this. Just read it. Just read it. Don't do the voices. <laughs> just, just do it normally yeah <laughs> so if anyone is listening and they're thinking maybe they're at drama school at the moment mm. um, you're mm. and it's very difficult it's isn't it it's, it's really hard. yeah but I mean I suppose the first thing is to get a really good agent which is pretty difficult in itself is yeah, it talking, talking to people and, agents, and, and agents are different with everybody you know you, there's not I think best advice I'd give to anybody is that there's not one answer right it's not I need a great agent or I need that one job or I need to go to the gym for nine hours a day or I need to learn how to do this it's not one thing and not one and not one thing is the answer otherwise you just drive yourself mad because it oh my god this isn't working it's that that's the one thing that's the one thing that's not right it's never that it's it's coincidence it's luck it's sometimes you're not available for the work that might be the work that opens all those doors because you're doing another great job or something going wrong in your family or you've had a baby or you're ill or you know it's just not the right time so if you land all your expectations on the one thing being the key you're kind of going to stuff yourself so you have to just it's you know you have to have no expectations you have no zero, <laughs> zero. have zero expectations yeah that's right because my two eight-year-olds they've decided they want to do drama they want good. to be on the stage yeah so they are, they had some questions for you oh good uh one was because they get bored easily when you're doing a film does it get boring waiting around on set i think that's concerned them and i kind of think i know the answer to that question it's massively boring <laughs> Yeah, you have to read a lot. Yeah. And I'm always using up my data far too early in the month. Like yesterday, I was like, oh, God, what is, what's the 15th? And I got a thing from E going, you will be getting refreshed on the 2nd of February. I was like, how? What? I've got two and a half weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, a lot of that. But yeah. as long as you've got lots of nice um, colleagues. Because it's like um, a family when you're yeah, in a good is. team, it I imagine. Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, but you spend a lot of time. I mean, interestingly, as an actor, you spend a lot of time waiting around, waiting for your phone call, waiting for the agent, waiting for news, Get some waiting hobbies. to go on, <laughs> oh. waiting between shows, waiting to be seen. I mean, it's all about waiting. So you just have to be really good at keeping yourself occupied. And that's the, another, that's the other thing. 
the mental stuff. You just got to keep yourself. Do you, what do you do? Knitting, crochet. What do I do? Um, I, I like pottering. pottering. And, yeah, I do pottering. Okay. eBay. Because yes. <laughs> yes. a lot of things when you're waiting, it costs money. Do you know what I mean? Yes, right. That's right. You go shopping and so then I read a lot. Okay. So yeah, I read lots of books and uh, listen to podcasts. Actually, that's one of my very favourite things. Jolly good. And also, one of them asked, commitment. Does it require a lot of commitment? Oh, huge. Yeah. Commitment. This is all bad news for them. <laughs> Good questions, then. Oh, I thought that as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important that um, there's, no, there's no set line for all of this. It's like all these jobs that I've been talking to people. There is quite a lot of luck involved, I think. There's um, a lot of luck and a lot of... A lot, well, yeah, because talent's not enough. And talent... Talent's not enough, but it's also there are there, I know too many people who are really talented and aren't working. Yeah, mm. so it can't be just talent. It can't be talent. Mm. You know, it's hard to see, and it's hard when you feel you're seeing talent go to waste next to you. Your friends aren't being, or you're going up for things and your friends aren't, and you think, oh god, you know. Because you got to act with John Hamm, and uh, oh, I did. And, and your friends are probably going. Not only is she working, <laughs> but she's working with John Hamm. He's really nice, Hamm. <laughs> Yeah, ham. We, yeah, ham. Oh, look at that. Yeah, ham. He's really nice. <laughs> I bet, don't tell your friends bright, that. Actually, who are quite going. waiting for the phone yeah, to ring. He's really, really, he's lots of fun, ham. Yeah. I liked him a lot. So when your agent called for that job and said, oh, well, look, that was a self-tape. You know, that's that's the other way now. That's a big thing now, which being an old person, I, I'm having to grapple with. But um, so now a lot of auditions are self-tapes. So you have to tape yourself or you get your friend to do it in you know, in your bedroom with like a bit like this, a table with loads of books on it and a ladder and an iPhone somehow attached to a it. A ladder. You know, like oh god. Surely and like sort of trying to sort the lighting out and you're like, Oh god, I'm crap at this whereas all the young kids are really good at it and they've got special <laughs> apps and things. And I'm like, Oh Don't worry, your kids can help you soon. But so I got, I got that job job on a self tape. That's amazing. Which is like really random. Yeah. Yeah. So You've sorted out where it went, went right, I think, really, because there were, <laughs> I think it all ends with ham. It, it does end with ham, doesn't it? <laughs> but, but I mean, I know you said that awards don't always help, but that nomination did open the door. Well, I tell you what, those things—they are—they don't change things particularly. I mean, they can, and they do. But some people, they didn't for me, um, and also I didn't win. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you I'm had the disappointed children. Look. <laughs> That's the up against children. You're never going to win if you're up against children or Meryl Streep. Uh, it's just good for your soul, isn't it, to feel like you're at the table and you're being, um, you, you know, you're being recognised by your by your peers and uh, in some little way a bit respected for it. So in that way, it, it helps mentally. Mm. Yeah. And for you. Was Victoria, which we haven't mentioned at all. Oh, I mean, God, I know. Sorry. No, not at all. I mean, I just think that's really oh, exciting. So that's coming our way very soon. And that, that is, yes. And, that might, and that's going to change I, things, I think. I don't know. It might not, but I don't expect things. That's the thing. You can go, oh, wow, this is going to really, really... Um, <laughs> She's getting loud, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, the, sing- the singing lady's getting very loud. Maybe she could be in Les Mis. She should have been in Les Mis, <laughs> this woman. Um... I don't know. Victoria may change things, but what's it going to change? You know, life's good. You know, and so what? what I don't know. Or, or I never. I try not to say. Okay, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's not. This isn't an answer. This was a job. It was really lovely. People were gorgeous, and I really loved playing the character. If it happens to open other doors, that really is a bonus because you can't expect things to because you don't know how it's going to a be received and how it's. You know, just because you're in Victoria doesn't mean you're going to get yeah. that other job or whatever. 
must so, be quite frustrating when you know you loved it and you want to. S- have you seen any of it? And you're I've waiting seen, no, for teeny us to bits. See. I've seen bits of ADR where you go in and like make sure if there's a you know an aeroplane going over a line that you have to record the line. So you see bits. I mean. I'm not a very nice character, so I'm really hoping that people won't handbag me in the street. So I play her sister, who's German, so I have the accent, and, and she's a very, very yes, difficult person, you know. So she's not very nice. Oh, I, I, well, I'm she's sure she's you. you know, okay. she's misunderstood. I don't think they're going to love me. I think they're going to go, who's this person coming into the palace and stirring have... up lots of problems with Albert and Victoria? So, yeah, she's quite... I think hopefully people will warm to her and you, understand her dilemma. You might need bodyguards in the street. Well, I'm slightly worried that I'm going to get ambagged. <laughs> call Ham. Because people... I'll call Ham. Yeah. No, actually, he won't protect me at all. He will. People see him and they'll go, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) And for you, um, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, that you don't know what is going to be around the corner. And I think that's part of the fun of it, It really. It is. Um, Yeah, you get, that's the buzz of it, actually. So I finish Harlots in um, May and I, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been really lucky. I haven't been out of work for about four years now. That's really good, isn't it? I may be very much out of work in May. It's all right, school holidays. School holidays. So you can go on a nice holiday. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do after that. But I'm not free until May. So you don't start auditioning for things until you're free. Because otherwise there's a big old clash going on. You can't clash. So I think hopefully I'll start having meetings again in April. I'm giving myself till the middle of April before I start panicking. And, And that's the time when you want to do something where you can be all buff. You don't need to go to yeah, the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, be like, and a bit of singing. You'd like to do some more oh, singing. Oh, we'd love again? to do more, yeah. yeah. But I'm really enjoying working on a screen at the moment. I'm really, really enjoying the craft of that because it is a craft and I'm really enjoying that, learning about that because it was always a bit scary because you don't know how to do it and you get thrown onto a film set, you know, as a young actress. You're like, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that line means. What's everyone talking about the line? What's this lens? What's this? What's this? It's completely so different. I'm learning. I'm learning the technique of it, and and I haven't mastered it at all by any stretch. But um, I'm really enjoying the craft of learning it. Learning. So again. I'd like to do more screen. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's fascinating talking to somebody like me who hasn't got a clue about how Aww. it all works. But also, um, you know, the whole journey is a terrible word. But no, it's not. But it is a journey. It is. I feel I'm not like Simon Cow, but it, it's going from you know university and, and and hearing your experiences and how it can. Uh, help other people who are maybe mm. starting out yeah. and thinking where where, yeah. did, where did it all go right for you and it's really yeah. interesting hearing those points and the thing the other thing I would say is that you know don't expect yourself to be everything you are in one day you will grow into yourself and you will it takes time to get to know yourself and and that's okay and so don't you know don't expect everything to happen all at once be patient Wait your turn. Said a true mother. Wait your turn. <laughs> Kate, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. Hope you enjoyed listening to Kate. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Where Go Right. Oh, and big news, producer Megan is now in Ecuador. I'm sure that was a song by Sash in the 1990s. Anyway, while I think about that, you can rate our podcast and spread the word and download us again, if you don't mind, next week.